Hello, and welcome to Erskine Conversations. We bring the Erskine College and Theological Seminary campus to you. In each episode, we will be diving into the conversations that happen every day across Erskine's campus among students, faculty, staff, and more. Today, I invite you to listen in as we talk with Trent Payne, coordinator of Student Transitions. So sit back and enjoy the conversation. Thanks for joining us today, Trent. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> it is uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, for those of you who are listening, I got to have the distinct pleasure of going to school when Trent's son was here. So I got to know Greg a little bit. So it's really cool to have his dad here to, to kind of talk about what it is he does. And as a segue, what is it that you do here? Uh, well, I work in career services. Okay. In fact, I am the career services office. The guy. You are uh, College. The career services. I am right. the guy, yeah. Technical uh, title is coordinator of transitions, which we were talking about earlier. But, yeah. Um, uh, it's really just career services. So and, how would you describe that? Um, I would say it's an office where students can come and work on developing a meaningful career path. Okay. And about 70% of Americans are disengaged in their work lives. Um, <laughs> you've probably felt that before. I've experienced yeah. it in previous employment before. So think about it, you know, it's seven out of 10 people you see, if you go to a restaurant and you yeah. look around, that seven out of those 10 number. people, it is, it's significant. Man. And they're spending, you know, eight hours or more a day working and not really enjoying it. They're not finding it meaningful and satisfying. They're not really engaged. Yes, it probably pays the bills. Maybe. Right, right. Um, and that's important. Uh, that's an important factor. Mm -hmm. But still, they're feeling empty, kind of hollow inside. And then a high percentage of students um, graduate and work their first job for one year or less. Yep, uh, very much. I, I think it's more than 50% of students will switch jobs after their first job within a year. Yeah. Um, so we're not somewhere. Those, those numbers are telling me we're not figuring out yeah. what's important, who am I? Mm -hmm. um, and so I want to be a, an office where it's a safe place to come in and talk about your major, your career aspirations. Okay. Um, and then I, and it's a non-judgmental environment. Yeah. It's objective. Um, Sometimes it's good as spitball, but I want is. to be an astronaut. Awesome. How are you going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> and let's think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I also have the, the standard assessments and tools that I can use Mm -hmm. um, varying from assessments and activities we can do and practice interviews and uh, different things like that that I'll use with students that help clarify. So for these students that are on campus, for the students that are listening that might be current students or even prospective students, when you're thinking about this career mindset or to pursue a new job, what are two to three things that you would recommend every person, every student think about when they're pursuing this idea? Okay. Um, that's a good question. I have a, a sheet that I work with, um, often give to students, uh, has 11 items they ought to work on wow. between freshman year and senior year before they graduate. Um, I went through that list and was trying to narrow down the top three or four. Okay. Um, I think definitely getting to know yourself, your strengths, yeah. who you are yeah. is imperative i would do that every year i mean i feel like in college every year what my strengths were probably tweaked and shifted a little bit exactly as i grew and got to know myself better yep and you only learn that from experience it's yeah. hard to just sit there and go yep. okay what am i good at and think of it off the top of your head you and gotta get the out same. there and get your hands dirty yep do a job and realize i'm not good at that i am good at this mm -hmm. 
um, and tweak those things. And so we don't do a whole lot of that. I think that's where just regular jobs are helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, internships are helpful. Yep. Being a student athlete and learning, you know, what do you like on the court or mm -hmm. the field? What are your strengths there? Um, and how those apply to your future career are important. So that'd be the first one. Okay. You know, just, just getting to know yourself. All right. Um, I've got assessments that can help with that and get a conversation going, mm -hmm. but still it's better to experience life and then talk about it with mm -hmm. somebody and bounce ideas. You know, what, what yeah, did you man. do well? Communication, um, bouncing ideas is, is key. It is. Like. It's important. And not just talking to me, mm -hmm. um, you know, talk oh, to yeah. your friends, talk to, to your parents, mm -hmm. talk to, um, pastors, people you trust, people exactly. who, who you trust and who know you. Not, I mean, complete strangers maybe aren't the best person to talk to, but exactly. <laughs> someone who can go, you know what? I I get what you're saying, but let's think about this. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Um, one of the things I don't want to get into details with it now, um, but uh, yeah, save that's a spoiler for later. That's you gotta, right. You got to come in and see you. That's right. You got to come <laughs> in and see me, but we'll work with a um, a uh, occupational types um okay. career interest assessment that's very mm -hmm. helpful really in two ways help you get to know yourself mm -hmm. and then also it gives you i find it's giving students a language to use in an interview so okay. when they're asked the question what are your strengths or tell me about yourself they have a language that they can say like for instance i'm, I'm social um and conventional Okay. And okay. I can start talking to you about the, what motivates me as a social person? What motivates me as a conventional person? Mm -hmm. What are some of the attributes of a social person? What are some of the attributes of a conventional person? Right. And then, um, it, it just, it gives a freedom mm -hmm. to, to speak. So I find it, find it very helpful. Um, another one is item to work on and work with is informational interviews. It okay. is really two things. One, it, one, it's a great way to connect with people who are doing the jobs you're interested in. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, very informative. You can, you can learn a lot about a position in 15 minutes. Oh yeah. And so, um, just in, for instance, I've had several students come to me, say they're interested in marketing and that is such a big, big world. It is. Right. And every industry, every company has marketing, uh, whether they're outsourcing mm -hmm. it or using it internally. Yep. Um, but I've got, um, some connections at, um, ah, I forget the name of it, Infinity Marketing up oh, in yeah. Greenville. And I can, in fact, they've never said no. Every time I call <laughs> them and say, hey, you know, would you be willing to talk with, with someone, mm -hmm. a student who's interested in your career? Every time they say yes. They enjoy doing that, helping out people. Um, an informational interview is just taking 10 or 15 minutes um, and talking on the phone. In person is better, yeah. but talking on the phone with somebody who's doing the job that you're interested in. And asking them important questions. I've got 50 questions. Um, wow. You can, you can ask them. But it's asking things like, you know, what's a typical day like? Um, how, what do you like best about this job? What do you like least about this job? You can get as narrowed down as much as, you know, how much time do you spend behind a computer? <laughs> yeah. Versus at your desk. Yeah. No. Versus in a, in a meeting with people. Mm -hmm. Or how often are you out, out of the office? Things like that. It's a, that's important to students today. Yeah. They, um, I, I hear a lot of students who don't want to sit behind a computer eight hours a day. And, um, and so it's important that they find out the career that yeah. they're going into requires that or not. Yeah. So informational interviews are a great way to do that. And then it's a networking option, yeah. um, benefit. You know, Absolutely. you met somebody who's doing what you want to do. 
and they have connections and you just start mm -hmm. asking them, hey, do you know someone else I can talk to about this? And they yeah. connect you to somebody else in marketing and you go down that path and do the same thing, ask the same questions again and learn about a career. So off of that, would you recommend when you're in an interview to actually prepare and come with questions ready? I've always been told like when I worked in, in Best Buy, you could tell the, the uh, potential employees who actually seem to at least becoming more prepared, the ones that had at least some kind of question for me. Sometimes they were really trivial and not like they, like they had gone online and found a question. Right. But sometimes, <laughs> man, some of those questions you'd get in an interview were really impressive. So from your experience, from your uh, research and whatnot, do you think that bringing a question to an interview or bringing a set of questions to an interview is a helpful thing from the employer standpoint? Not only helpful, but imperative. Okay. Yeah, if you don't have a question to ask, then you're showing you're not, in, you're not that interested in the company or the position. That's okay? There's no way you can know the entirety of a position based on the job description that's posted right. in Indeed. You know, it's going to be a one page, oh, man. fairly vague, you know, here's what we're looking for. And sometimes that's just wrong. I've, exactly. I've done that before where I applied for a job and it was not the job online that they actually interviewed me for. Yep, that's right. It's just HR has to throw something out there mm -hmm. and they get it and they get resumes and start looking. And yep. so, yep, that's very true. So yes, ask questions. Ask questions about the company. Let mm -hmm. me back up. I would say first, do some research. Oh my gosh, yes. Before you go into the interview, find out yes. about the company, when looking started, at their values. Who started it, what their value, yes. Yeah, you can look at, you can read a company's values just based on their website, even mm -hmm. the design of it. Yep. You know, whether it's old and, stale looking or it's <laughs> from new and flashy that's going to tell you a lot um some places will have images of people mm -hmm. in the office um, what they're dressed like that'll yep. tell you a lot about a company in addition to the content that's on their their websites you can learn from that so social have, media yeah and social, social media, social that's media. Right. yeah so have questions about the company okay you know what are, what are the what do you like about working for this company yeah okay what are what do you feel are the um uh, the values, the core values of this company. What's the office environment mm -hmm. like? Okay. And then ask questions about the specific job itself. Yes. Okay? You can ask about the team that you might be working with. Nobody's working apart, totally apart from the people, oh maybe actuaries. Okay. That, that's a career that's kind of, <laughs> kind of isolated, but most of us you are going to be working though. on a team. <laughs> and so, uh, it's important to ask, you know, what are the dynamics of that team? The, yeah, this, this, those kind of questions that always got me, people asking, what does the day look like? You know, what are my core job responsibilities? Um, what kind of accountability do I have? Um, those sort of things always let me know the person I was interviewing actually cared, especially when it's only Best Buy, where people have the stigma of, oh, you're just working retail. You don't need to come. For, no, any job. If you're applying for a job and you want to get a job you're going to get paid for, Come prepared, come prepared and come to be the only person that person is going to remember because almost any job that you're going to apply for, you're not going to be the only person applying for it. You're going to have three, four, five, six, seven, 10, 20 people, depending on what industry you're in. Mm -hmm. So you want to stick out and having the questions prepared, having good questions prepared, not like, how much do I make? Do I get benefits? That's a good point. That's actually, yeah. Yeah. On your was, first, first, maybe even first <laughs> and second interviews, don't ask about salary benefits, things like that. That will naturally come up. Right. If you're going to get to that point. If you, right, exactly. They will bring it up. Yep. So don't ask about benefits. I have seen Especially that. on the first one. Especially on the first one, if you're doing like retail or fast food, don't don't let that be the, the thing that you start the 
started off with that does not come across well to the the hiring manager <laughs> very true oh my goodness i had i was Go thinking ahead. about you and with with this um this talk today mm -hmm. and uh if you're up for it absolutely can you tell us a little bit about your story yeah uh, what you were thinking when you yeah. came to erskine so what your what was your path to getting here because i yeah. think there's some nuggets of truth we can pull out of that yeah um so i came to erskine expecting to double major in bible and philosophy get my mdiv get a phd and then teach in some capacity um i that was literally my plan from like 17 or 18. um i have tweaked it since and i've tweaked it by the grace of god through other circumstances um because when i graduated I had actually already been working for a month at Chick-fil-A up in Greenville. I was driving from due west to Greenville for a few shifts before we graduated. Um, and like you said, within six months, I left that job. Um, different circumstances, it it was a job that was not what was listed online. Um, I came in with a certain expectation that didn't happen. Um, I ended up taking up two jobs after that. Simultaneously worked for Papa John's in a place called Christmas Tree Shop. So I'd work a, th uh, a shift driving and delivering pizzas, and I went and worked third shift stocking shelves. Um, mind you, you know, my wife and I worked together at Christmas tree shop. She had a master's degree. I had a bachelor's. We were working with people who had almost no work ethic. But because we actually saw work as something that's not sinful and terrible, but work is something that's kind of commanded, we worked hard. And whether we were stocking shelves or tearing down old displays or reorganizing a 16 foot section of wall, you worked to God's glory and you worked hard. Um, and we, we did. And I, and I think it, it made a difference. Um, even working in something as trivial or as uh, inane in some people's minds as work as retail, you work hard. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, I ended up getting a job at Best Buy and Again, by the grace of God, I rose through the ranks within 12 months. I went from part-time to a leadership position. Um, and then I went six months later to, to a supervisor position. I was there for two years. Um, my time at Best Buy grew my, it, it, I think it showed me what I was good at. Like I I'd always knew I loved teaching. Um, I love teaching and imparting knowledge and I love seeing that light bulb go off in someone's face. You could, you could see when they realized what you were saying and it, it suddenly clicked. That was my favorite part at working there is when I started to train and coach people. Um, and so through my time there, I learned that's what I was good at and I, it will more have confirmed. Um, I started a business while I was at Best Buy. Um, and I've kept that business going. Uh, then after Best Buy, I had the humbling experience of losing two jobs. Um, almost back to back in one year. And that was, again, just as much as working hard was important for my understanding of God's person, losing two jobs was just as important. Um, I had to remember that not just being a Christian doesn't mean you're just going to get everything handed to you. Mm -hmm. um, I think as Christians, especially in America, we have this false binary of you're a Christian, therefore good you have something bad happen well that's because you're not doing enough good like that's not how it works i mean look literally from genesis to revelation up until the new heavens and new earth we are constantly going to be tested um he yep. never pulled his people out of testing um so i needed that to be humbled um and it was it was hard it's it's really difficult to 
come to grips with that. But I needed those things. I needed each of those uh, circumstances and experiences to prepare me for what ended up being this job offer at Erskine. And I have never been more joyful in a job. I just absolutely love working here. It's been a huge blast. And I love talking to students and encouraging people and getting to help pursue uh, students who want to do ministry in a way that I would have wanted to have done it had it been around when I was here. Um, so just sprinkle some nuggets in there. Um, I It's all about just remembering why you're working, I guess. There are a lot of nuggets in there. You, know, <laughs> you mentioned the word expectations. Mm. You know, students, yeah. we all have a set of expectations for our what our career is going to look like, what our first job out of college is going to look like. And the reason a, a majority of us quit after the first year is because our expectations are not met. Right. Um, that's why it's helpful to talk to people about what are you mm. expecting in a job? And then kind of have those listed. And then you can compare that to the job you're looking at to see, is this going to fulfill mm-hmm. um, what I'm expecting in this job? Or you might have to tweak your expectations. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, no. As mm-hmm. someone who I'm now working on my MDiv, not necessarily for the same reasons as I was 10 years ago, but sometimes it's, it's good to tweak your expectations. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's good to realistically look at what it is that you think you want to do and compare it to, well, realistically, what is that thing you want to do actually look like? Like, are you, do you have a, a misconception of what that ideal career is for starters? And then two, is that really what you're best at and what you should be aiming towards? Yeah. Is it all right if I uh, spring off our conversation, maybe take it a little different direction? That's fine. Do okay. It. This is supposed to be conversation. That's right. So, um, uh, it's just based on what I see a lot of when you're, you're working at Best Buy mm-hmm. and you have to translate that information, what you did there to Erskine. Oof, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a challenge. I see a lot of students focusing on the tasks that they mm-hmm. did at a job. Yeah. Okay. And so when I see, read resumes, I often see, you know, if they worked at the library, then they've I shelved books, books yeah. you know, <laughs> and I help patrons i've seen that word um Mm, patrons yes that's a familiar word and so um (laughs) you know or and it's if they worked in an office they i filed papers i made copies and things like that okay most employers are not interested in those things right and they're those are too specific exactly they're focused on the task right the purpose of a resume um is to get get the employer to better understand you and know you as, as a person. An, yeah. So we can, if we wanted to for fun, yeah. we can look in, in at Best Buy. And, Absolutely. Well, that's actually really Because this might be example. a good example for it students is. to it hear. It really is. So what were some of the tasks you did at Best Buy? Well, task orientation definitely shifted as my job role shifted. Um, when I was just full-time, part-time uh, sales employee, my tasks were pretty specifically, you know, show up on time, have your what we call CRWs or customer recommendation worksheets. Basically, um, when a customer would come in, you'd go through a certain step-by-step process. We called it WUSA, um, welcome, understand, sell, appreciate. And Mm. that process was played out using the CRW. So you would walk through it. So what are you looking for today? What, you know, describe to me the perfect solution for your competing need. And we'd use that worksheet to kind of walk through, write down notes. And the notes wouldn't just be like, they want a Lenovo. They, they want to use Word. It's like, you know, they work in this industry. Their weekends look like this. They have a family. 
the the goal was to listen to this person and help them develop a fully fledged purchase that actually hit a real goal in their life, hit all of the aspects of who they were, so they wouldn't come back to return the product, so they wouldn't have any issues with it, so they have a satisfied um, experience. So my goal, my my tasks were, but they were just they were very you know checklist. Did I show up on time? Did I use my rec sheets? Did I get certain attach rates? Um, did I hit a certain quota of revenue for the day? Um, did I do my closing tasks or my my um, end of shift duties or whatnot? As I shifted into leadership, then it became, have you, well, there were still tasky things like, you know, did you run the floor? Did you get the customer calls? Did you get the manager overrides and the key calls? Um, did you get yelled at enough that day mm-hmm. <laughs> from the angry people? Um, but also was, you know, did you have one-on-one interactions with your employees? Did you have your coaching experiences? Did you, um, one thing I did a lot when I was there, uh, just because I was pretty good at Excel, was I had to do a lot of cross uh, departmental configuring of how how the employees were doing. I'd plug them into a predetermined worksheet, which would then pump out what their you know current status was, what they need to get to, and I would come up with ways to get through it. Um, like co- basically, I created the coaching schedule for most of the employees in the store, um, and then I give it to the supervisors, and they would do it. Um, it, yeah. I so mean, let, let's focus on one of those. That's a lot of tasks. Yeah. And yeah. on your resume, you could have even that, I see the mistake of even using that best by language. Mm-hmm. What was it? Woosa? Woosa. Yeah. Okay. Um, that might be on a resume or, you know, it's sold yeah. computers or help people with electronic needs. Oh man. There's so many better ways to say that. Exactly. Yes. Okay? Um, so, so I encourage students to not focus on the tasks, both mm-hmm. on the resume and in the interview. And instead, to focus on the skills. So yep. if we took, for example, your um, one of the things you're doing is you're working on this worksheet mm-hmm. with a customer. Um, what skills are you using as you go through that worksheet? Man, if I can, I'm trying to pull back on my head what I have said on my resume, how I worded these things. But essentially, um, you know, it's I listen to the needs of the client to develop a, a plan of action that would best you know, match their perceived needs. Or I, um, like for when it came to coaching and training, I just, I coach and train employees. Like I developed coaching plans that directly assessed um, each individual employee's uh, strengths and weaknesses. I, you know, performed consistent uh, and follow-ups with my employees. I, you took those things Mm -hmm. that were checklists and you extrapolated and what's the purpose of them? Exactly. Um, Because that's one thing I think I've taken from Best Buy since leaving there is that they've been around for 50 plus years. So they don't do anything for no reason. Um, The whole purpose of this was these recommendation sheets, this WUSA structure, this coaching uh, one-on-one that they give you that you can then tweak to your own purpose. They work because they've been tried and tested. Um, So in your resume, yeah, that's great. You know how to sell computers. That's great. You know how to stock shelves. But... The purpose of stocking shelves is to I help to maintain a consistent and aesthetically pleasing work environment. I help to, you know, uh, keep the I mean, essentially you're saying that I was part of keeping the uh, the the customer facing um, shelves uh, aesthetically pleasing. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's professional. You're, right. You're, you're taking pleasing. what is a task and you're turning it into a value. Yes. Hey, and I and I pick up a couple of them. 
with your Best Buy experience. Mm -hmm. uh, one, the working with individuals. Not 100% job uh, clear on what you do here at Erskine, but I, I think, correct me if I'm <laughs> wrong, part of it will be interacting with students. Absolutely. Uh, talking to them about the 3-2 program. Yep. Is that correct? And talking to pastors and church people and anyone who wants to listen to me. Exactly. And so what are you going to do when you talk with those students? Probably listen to them. Mm -hmm. Try and understand what they're looking for yep. in their life and their career path. Mm -hmm. Come up with a solution. Yep. Okay. Three two program might be the solution they're looking for. Right. And then, for lack of a better word, sell them right. on it. And at okay? the end, appreciate them. And at the end, appreciate them. So it's man. a direct correlation. Absolutely. What you did at Best Buy to what you're going to do now. Mm -hmm. You did some training and yep. public speaking. Oh yeah. At Best Buy. Oh yeah. I've I know you're doing that. You travel around. The, the at least yep. the eastern part of the country, yeah. and you meet with um, pastors, pastors, leaders, and small groups, groups and and you're presenting to yep. them. And I had to get better at that, man. My first few uh, departmental meetings where I would present in front of my whole department of employees, that was rough. Mm -hmm. But I got better over practicing and writing it out and working through it and asking questions. Um, the biggest thing I learned from Best Buy was their motto, which is "Learn from challenge and change." And I try to instill that wherever I go. Uh, yeah, I mean, tell you, fifty years in business, they they've they've you know distilled out some good nuggets and learn from challenge and change is probably the one thing I have taken to heart the most because mm -hmm. you're going to get challenged and there's going to be change and you can either learn from it or you can you know kick back against it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I can promise with every student out there, yeah, that no matter how menial the job they've had. You know, let's go back to the just stocking, you know, returning books in the mm -hmm. book in the library. Um, we can scratch the surface and dig and think and figure out skills and attributes that employers are looking for. Yep. Okay. I have a list of 19 of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Employers have literally <laughs> talked to colleges yep. and universities and informed us these are the 19 things we're looking for in a student. Mm -hmm. um, and so we can. Any job that a student has had or significant significant experience, it can even be you know a significant class project that mm -hmm. can go on your resume. Yeah, um, we can tailor those experiences to the job that they're looking for by highlighting these attributes that employers are looking for, and some of them are just friendly, outgoing personality. Are just pleasant to be with. <laughs> I mean, that's important. Absolutely. Th you know, we know it because we work in an office yep. and. You gotta, yeah, it's you imperative that you enjoy the people you're working with and you have worked along in both them. circumstances. I'm sure you have to. That's rough. Yeah. But man, Trent, I'm glad that we were able to do this conversation because it, it scratches the surface on the importance of work for starters, just the importance of work generally, the importance of preparing yourself for work and the importance of just understanding that putting your, your best foot forward is not necessarily just simply dressing the part. But it's preparing your mind, it's preparing your your heart for the correct mindset and during work, mm -hmm. and then just being willing to do what's necessary to get the job done and doing it with a joyful heart. Um, that was, that, that's what I've taken from my years of work is um, is that kind of mindset. But I, I really, really appreciate you coming. I hope that those who are listening, whether they're current students or, or prospective students, are going to just be running over each other to get to your office to so, so get prepared. I hope for, so too. For this uh, process, because it's there, there are some things that are just not as fun as working. Honestly, I mean, I like I said, I enjoy this job, and sometimes having the best preparation helps you get to that job and that career you're really looking for. So, thank you again for for coming out and having this conversation. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. 
Thanks for listening to Erskine Conversations. If you enjoyed today's chat, please be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Tune in each week to hear more from the Erskine campus. Erskine is the higher education institution of the Associate Reformed Presbyterian Church. To learn more about Erskine, please check us out at erskine.edu. We would love to hear from you. Find us on social media by searching Erskine College or emailing us at conversations at erskine.edu. Thanks again and have a blessed day.